and welcome to this week's episode of The Christmas Cracker, a Christmas film podcast where we discuss the absolute best and worst of Christmas movies. And who knows, ladies and gentlemen, one day we may truly find the world's best Christmas cracker. Hello! <laughs> my name's Kate <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host. Oh, Sam! Oh, I forgot it! Sam! We discussed this last week. After talking about it last week! I thought we I were know. so delayed on the on the call. I like, missed my cue. No, you see, do you know what? You've actually your whole intro was really crackly, and I was like, "Oh dear, are we gonna have some issues? Should I say it?" And then I don't know. I missed my cue. Very sorry. My name is Sam. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay if it's crackly to you because I'm co- recording separately, so it won't matter. Okay, great. <laughs> that makes sense. I have no well, idea how technology are. works. It's, I just it's me show and up. Sam, guys. We're here. That's all staying <laughs> in because I'm not editing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no, no, I don't I, do I, that. I to... Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with missing my cue. It's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it was bound to happen one day, guys. Episode was this episode six, episode seven, episode six. Is it episode six? Go oh, it is episode Spotify. six. Is it, yeah? Oh, I love how you were like, let's check Spotify, and I opened Instagram to count the crackers. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, episode uh, six, yeah. So welcome, everybody. Great. Welcome to the Christmas Cracker, the second episode of January, where we are continuing the Christmas spirit throughout of all of 2021, because honestly, what else is there to do? <laughs> Not a lot. We're going to just keep... Cr- we're just going to keep Christmas going all the way until Christmas is 2021. <laughs> that sounds so far away in my head. <laughs> it's, I guarantee you it's not. We're already 10 yeah, days I'm, into the year. I was going to say, if we end up in lockdown for the strong majority of this year again, it'll probably come by pretty quickly. See, see what I mean? Like the way Ireland's going, everyone's not going to be vaccinated by the end of the year. So this is basically us. I thought we were doing so well. I was so proud of oh. Ireland. And then I looked up vaccination rates in other places and I was like, oh God, love us. Are we all we're right? Doing, we're doing absolutely I had shite. no context. And I was like, oh, well done us. Pat on the back. <laughs> then I had context. We, and on, we only good. vaccinate nine to five, Monday to Friday. COVID nine doesn't exist five. on the weekend. Can't what catch it on the fuck? weekend. <laughs> and like there's COVID wards working with like half staff and it's just honestly it's a disgrace but anyway moving on to happier times this week's this week's movie is Godmothered from Disney Plus it is a Disney Plus original movie it also is very recently released as of the 4th of December 2020 mm-hmm. it was released uh, I feel like it was also released on Disney Plus over here around December 4th I feel like I watched it closer to Christmas than that though. I, I was going to say I think it was while. I think it was released around the week before Christmas. So maybe we got it like a week or two later. Yeah, that sounds about right. You're mm. being left in the dust. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Godmother is a 2020 American fantasy comedy film directed by Shannon McGuire and written by Carrie Granlund and Melissa Stack from a story 
by Granlund. The film stars Julian Bell in the lead role alongside Isla Fisher. If you call her Isla, let us know, because I didn't realise it's how you say it. Produced by Walt Disney Pictures and Secret Machine Entertainment, the film debuted on Disney Plus on December 4th, 2020 in the US. Uh, the Walt Disney Company first began developing the film in September 20, with Maguire joining the production as later than that as as director later that month. Principal photography began in January 2020 in Boston. There you go. There you go. Very exciting. Uh, it <coughs> is given a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty interesting. And then mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes got a 69% on the tomato meter. Freshness always... rating? No, freshness is only when you get over When it's like a lot. Okay. It's, it's like certified fresh. Uh, I just presumed it was a freshness rating and then if it was high, it's, it's good fresh. <laughs> no, just on the meter. So uh. the tomato meter, which is like the critics, gave it 69% and the audience score is 60%. Uh, hmm. I'll just give you the critics consensus while we're here before we start off on today's triviad? Tripod? Promenade. There's one for anyone that's been watching Bridgerton. Uh, more bippity boppity. Oh, Sam. More bippity boppity than Boo. Godmother t- tweaks fairy tale conventions with just enough self aware humour to overcome a disappointing deficit of genuine magic. That. Oh. Well, I will anything. touch on this we'll later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall return. <laughs> um, okay, so since. I know Sam did it last week, but also <laughs> Sam's currently fallen heathen to the lockdown of now not having anything to do. So Sam's also done this week because I'm still working. Yeah. So yeah, we're big, gonna give Kate a break. Sam. <laughs> oh God, no! I mean, you do everything else. <laughs> this is like the easiest really part do is write the notes. <laughs> last week no, was but... really easy. All I did was chop off the end and the start, and then just break in that bit where my audio cut out, and that was it. Okay, it see, took yeah, me but like I find fifteen fi- minutes. I see. I don't. I know. Yeah, you make it sound simple, but I know that if I tried to do it, I would be in tears. <laughs> My laptop would be slapped. You know, potentially thrown at something, and I just don't think it'd be a good time. So I'm very grateful, and I'm happy Maybe... to write the notes as long as you always yeah. edit. <laughs> Maybe we're both doing what we're meant to do. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Right. So without further ado. Sam's gonna take us away with Godmothered. And hopefully I'll remember people's names unlike last week. Let's see. Hey, who's <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so, we start with a very traditional storybook opening, which I actually quite liked. I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, throwing it back to the, the classic Disney vibes. Um, and we're brought into the world of fairy godmothers, which they call the motherland. Um, and we have our voiceover. I also hated it. It was way too alien-y, alien-y for me. Did you think that as well? I just thought well? it was stupid. Yeah. Could have come up with something a bit like, more magical. But also, let's not forget the motherland, i.e. like Nazi Germany, World War Two. Oh, that's the homeland. See? <laughs> but I immediately thought Nazis. Bad connotations. Do you know what I mean? And we're not here yeah. for it. We do, do not you know support what I mean? Nazis. In like when I think motherland, I'm like mm, motherland, homeland, Germany, Nazis, which no, that's that's the leap, and we're not here for it. We're here for a mm. nice, cozy film about fairy godmothers. Mm. Indeed. So continue. 
<laughs> yeah, so we could have had a more magical name, but we're in the motherland. And we've got this sort of like voiceover from Agnes. Agnes is the narrator of this story and she's also one of the older fairy godmothers. It's not fully explained whether she's retired or whether she was just terrible, but they leave her as like a DJ. So <laughs> she reminds me of you. Me- oh no. When more so when she when she comes in via the clock and she's like, "Where are you?" <laughs> I was like, okay. oh, it's Sam. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad you... Okay, technological advances are not my strong suit. Okay, I'll give you that. Not like not like, like the whole, like, oh, she's been left to wither away as a DJ. Yeah, in the I was like, oh, a not that bit. DJ? Just I don't see it, Kate. <laughs> more so like the kooky, like, where am I? What is this? <laughs> Fair. Okay, no, I'll take it, I'll take it. Um, but she is like the DJ and she plays music and she shouts out like morning announcements to people it's a bit pointless even though there's only like five fairy godmothers left or something I just don't really understand that bit either there's yeah I come to this in my next point because very confusing (laughs) yeah no I was like back up kid I'll get to it I've got the notes this week okay (laughs) so she's doing her voiceover and she says this sentence that I found really strange and quite jarring and I want to hear what Kate thinks of this fairy tales end with happily ever after and that's where ours begins and I was like at the end? I don't get with the it. happily ever after? yeah but it's not but she's not happy no and I'm so confused as to what that sentence meant I found it really jarring happily ever after no so fairy tales end with happily what? ever after. <laughs> <laughs> fairy tales confused. end with happily yeah. ever after, and that's yeah. where our story begins. It threw is me. Is it meant lads. to be? Is it meant to be like fairy tales end with a happily ever after? Pause, and that's where our story begins. No, because it was like, but this is different. Because fairy tales usually oh. begin... <laughs> I won't say it again because people will be sick of it. <laughs> I obviously didn't take enough notice to it because okay. I don't remember that from watching it. See, <laughs> I wasn't right. sure. Because my brain instantly stopped listening and tried to like work out that convoluted thing. And that irritated me. Um, and then we're shown this like classroom where there are maybe 10 fairy godmothers... There's also Eleanor and we're learning about how they train as fairy godmothers. And I question this bit quite a lot because in the class, everyone is in like a black or like darker aesthetic outfit, which could be their uniform. I'm not sure, except for Eleanor. Eleanor is in a bright pink, puffy, larger than life dress. And Mm -hmm. it's very like she's different. Now, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be that, like, all these other ones are official fairy godmothers and Eleanor's not fully finished her training. And maybe that's the dress they get. Like, is it a, like, uniform, like, status-related thing? It's not very clear. See, the problem is you're looking too deeply into it. Even (laughs) though I also thought this. I assume the reason she's wearing a pink dress 
is the same reason that Belle is the only person that wears blue in the villager scene in Beauty and the Beast mm. and it's to make her pop and mm-hmm. literally for no other reason than that I imagine it's a visual key to be like look she's happy the rest of them are depressed well in that case I wish they weren't all wearing identical dresses then they could all be wearing dark colours but switch it up that's a budgeting issue then Sam that's a we've paid for this my god charity shops exist they can can you reproduce this please (laughs) no I completely agree with you though I was very confused I was like Mm. why is she wearing like day clothes if you will when the rest mm-hmm. of them have to wear like a uniform or something. No, exactly. I also, and I, I will I come back to her dress later because I have more points on that. Um, and then, so they're doing this sort of like fairy godmother class. But I'm also starting to question now how fairy godmothers come into existence. Kate is laughing. Maybe I am Just looking too deeply. We're not even five show. minutes into the movie. <laughs> and and Sam's like, Sam's like, it's at this point I questioned. <laughs> As if we're an hour and a half into this, uh, an hour and a half into this 113 minute movie. I have many questions and I'm going to tell you about all of them. So, so how are fairy godmothers created? Because this confused me a little bit. Because all of the fairy godmothers, with the exception of Eleanor, are quite older ladies. And I'm not sure. Eleanor is quite young and they say that, like, She'll never make it to a fairy godmother. And I'm like, does Eleanor have parents in here? Like, is that teacher her mother? Because there's a weird kind of relationship between them that seems strained. And I'm starting to question everything about fairy godmothers. It's not explained and I would like answers. Do you have anything to say, Kate? (laughs) Do you think they sort of just appear? Like... You know in Inside Out when emotions appear, joy appears when a baby first laughs Mm -hmm. and she just sort of poof, she's there. Do you think it's kind of like that? And they just sort of appear but like, now this is a big backstory that I'm completely making up. Okay. But do you think it's like nothing because the world is like in such turmoil and stuff Mm. now this could have been written into the story now which would have been made a lot more sense Mm. do you think it's like the world's been in such turmoil for so long and blah 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 blah, Mm -hmm. that there hasn't been any new fairy godmothers for so many years Mm. and then they could just turn to like snippets of like war and like technology Mm. creeping into children and like almost like the whole christmas spirits uh uh, disappearing like that mm. kind of element that kind of way and then maybe just be like oh and it could have been this girl that would have joined the whole thing together mm-hmm. and been <laughs> like but this girl she had a really special spark which made Eleanor poof mm-hmm. into fairy godmother land and but there hasn't been one for so long that they're also jaded and they're like no we're all dying out don't worry about it but she's like no I've been here I've been brought here for a reason like as you say there's been no fairy godmothers for so long I've clearly been brought here for a reason so I have to go do my job and do what I was brought here to do I would once again like to state that if you were currently (laughs) writing a Christmas film please get in touch because that is a movie I'm highly interested in See, you I, could just complete then you could just continue with the movie that's already written exactly but now we have layers 
<laughs> Love it. <laughs> There's something so, else that's made with a baby's first laugh, isn't there? Is there? Oh, how are how are fairies born? Do you know oh, Tinkerbell? I don't know. Tinkerbell, I Tinkerbell, can't and those fairies from Pixie Hollow. They're they. I think fairies or like pixies or whatever. They're made the same sort of vibe that I just That's explained. Cute. It's like some kind of laugh or something. I think yeah. I haven't watched a fairy. I have. See, I would love if that was like an element of it that like Eleanor appeared and they were like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Like, <laughs> what's yeah, going on?" Exactly. Yeah. And then we could full circle it. Oh, that would have been a great movie. It's a pity it that didn't happen. Like, it could be like some kind of like. Um, like some kind of like room or gazebo mm-hmm. or you could have this like magical forest where they just appear from from flowers like, yeah from flowers and they just like appear because you know they're magic fuck it they can come from anywhere and then she just sort of walks out and they're like what the fuck that forest has been dormant for years who are you mm-hmm. there you go and then and continue that would have been so where we good are. for Eleanor's like youthful like still not fully understanding the world and like yeah we would have had more backstory and because we would have seen how how the rest of them had given up because they're still attending classes and it's not very clearly explained and i'm also questioning the school system (laughs) so basically what we're saying is like the first 10 minutes that is the backstory is shit yeah the backstory should be what we've said Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> because the school system as well, they've, they're they working on these three philosophies. So the first one is that a glittery gown turns a frown upside down. The second one is to find the true love. I know I heavily rolled my eyes at that too, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and then number three is happily ever after. And then ever after. they talk about how... <laughs> At this point, one of the um, fairies is like, oh, can't we do something else? And they're like, no, these are our three statutes. This is what we follow. No. But then they mention other classes. Eleanor at one point is flying and is like, and they say this is a secondary skill. I'm like, so there are other classes. So what are all these ones stuck? Like, are they just not progressing? I want more information about the school system in this world. I want more information. And also, yeah, I feel like we see them sit down to class maybe like one or two times and they approach the same subject both times. And I'm like, you wouldn't be doing that now. You'd move subjects. You'd move, even if you are going to focus on those three things. Exactly. How do we make a glittery gown? What type of glittery gown? Do we consider colour? Do we consider patterns? Does it always have to be glittery? I have questions. If I was attending this school, I would be revamping the system. (laughs) they will never be answered, Sam. There we go. <laughs> so, so that's the... This is the school... Est- now, what I will say is the world of Motherland is very aesthetically pleasing. I do think there's some very beautiful imagery. It's very CGI. Yeah, but it's pretty. Oh, And yeah. it's not okay. as bothersome as some other CGI that I've seen. Very true. <laughs> in in our escapade so far of watching these Christmas films, <laughs> it's been the least bothersome CGI I've seen. Thank That's Disney what for that. When you have Disney money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, then when they have this argument in the class of the fairy wanting to do something else, the there is this revelation that the motherland is actually being shut down, and everyone's going to be retrained 
as tooth fairies and the only person who didn't know this is Eleanor so she's quite distraught at this news like she believes that the world still needs fairy godmothers and this can't happen and so yes Kate I've thought of another story like <laughs> you you continue when you when you finish your bit you come back no no you go okay so <laughs> as you've said Eleanor is the only person who doesn't know that the motherland's being closed down mm-hmm. so what the backstory should have been it's all coming to me now I'm in the production <laughs> meeting we're going for it right I so it should have been this is what God, God this is what fairy godmothers used to do and this is how amazing they used to be and then over time the belief for them bloody blue blue bloody blue blue bloody blue people stopped making wishes which is the movie people stopped making wishes that's fine um, and the fairies were all really sad and they were all really distraught and they were like fuck I don't want to be a tooth fairy but then one day Eleanor appeared from the magical forest and instead of all the god, instead of all the fairy godmothers like hating on her for trying to do her thing they should have been more rejoiceful and they should have been like oh my god a new fairy godmother who's found a wish like mm-hmm. I feel like they should be more passionate about their job yeah. and about their trade and not just be like oh we're just so cranky and old we don't give a fuck mm-hmm. it should be like go Eleanor like we're too old to train you but you should go for it and you could you should try and save Motherland there we go beautiful <laughs> exactly please contact us <laughs> Do you think one day this podcast will get really famous and we will be contacted by Disney? That's where that's where our Absolutely. movie goes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you why. Absolutely not, because on Mickey Waffles we give Disney such crap for when they're <laughs> shit, <laughs> and so you're they dragging will never, me down, Kate. <laughs> they will never let me work on anything ever. <laughs> but I have a Disney Instagram where I really big up Disney, so maybe we balance each other, and maybe they'll I forgive mean, us. <laughs> very true actually very true <laughs> although I haven't posted in a while so maybe not anyway <laughs> back to back to godmothers oh, yeah, um, <laughs> so Eleanor distraught at learning that she may one day have to become a tooth fairy decides not to give up and she makes it her personal mission to figure out a way to save the motherland so she goes into this old ancient building where all the wishes are stored and she goes in search of a wish <sighs> This scene is a little bit too long for me. There's a lot of her flying and bumping into things and going, no, nothing, 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 nothing. And we could speed this up. I don't, you know, a nice little, a nice little, um, what's that Montage. thing? Time lapse of the sun coming up and going down. That would have done it for me. Oh, yeah, fair. Yeah, that's all we and needed. Just, and just, and just cut scene to her like on the floor being like, yep. oh, still can't exactly. find any. Exactly. And then exactly. out of the corner of her eye, little gold glimmer. Something Holy shit, what's yes. that? That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> not what I got, but it's fine. <laughs> how it started it. versus how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> Instead we got 20 minutes of her bumping into things. Well, we did get 20 minutes. In the end... It felt like 20 minutes. She, right? She finds this um, letter from a 10-year-old who is asking about a boy that she has a crush on and she desperately wants this boy to please notice her. Pretty, pretty, please. Thank you very much. And Eleanor is like, yes, got it. I am going to get to the human world. 
and I'm going to sort this little girl out and then the motherland will be saved because they'll know that people still need fairy godmothers. Ideal. So she rushes back to her room and she begins to pack up. Um, And her roommate is Agnes, which is kind of gas, to be fair. Um, And Agnes is questioning why she's packing. Eleanor pretends she's not really poorly very badly be like continuing to pack things being like if I were packing I would need this nightgown I would need this extra wand you don't see me putting an extra wand in here do you yeah it's the proper sp- like forceful American comedy mm-hmm. and I'm like I hate forceful American comedy because it's stupid it is like it's just it's not like in the in Ireland and the UK more specifically Ireland our humour is very dry. Yeah. Very, very dry. Yeah. And American humour can sometimes just be a bit draining. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. It's a bit <laughs> in your face. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I'm smart enough. You don't need to force yeah, me. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, She chats with Agnes then and explains what she's doing. So she says that she's found this wish. Agnes is kind of charmed by her. She says like, oh, you've got moxie, kid. Um, And so gives her a map and is like, look, if you're going to do this, you're going to need to know the way out of here. Here's a map. She blows her nose to create this map, which is a bit like something for the kids to laugh at. But Mm. hey ho, that's Mm. in there. Mm. Um, And so she, oh, there's also a little part in this where she's like, no, no, I can do it. And then she dreadfully starts to sing this sort of like, I was born to be a fairy. And Agnes throws a pillow at her being like, no singing, we don't sing. Which is sort of a like, this is not enchanted, I think. But also, Bippity Boppity Boo is (laughs) a song sung by a fairy godmother. So, Um, Disney. Yeah, they Disney are not consistent with their fairy lore and how it all works. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like more consistency, but it's fine. Um, the next scene is her trying to build this portal. So she creates these. And this is, again, one of those very, like, this is our aesthetically pleasing shot. She creates these stepping stones on a lake. She makes this portal. She runs towards it. She smacks right into it because she hasn't got it right. This is one of those you're supposed to laugh here because that's quite funny. Um, And then she builds it again. She fell over. (laughs) She skeets right through the second one. And actually, like, this one is more funny because when she, like, goes through, she's now on a frozen lake and totally loses her balance. And that's quite funny that she was not expecting this and she's, like, flying around the place. Um comes across a pumpkin patch and she's like well this is perfect I'm going to make me a carriage instead she completely destroys the pumpkin patch she like casts a spell it does not work out and she explodes every single pumpkin in this field so she awkwardly walks away from it and is like oops my bad yeah like keep in mind like she's not got her full like like she's still a fairly mother training <laughs> Yeah. yeah she's not got her full like magic license if you will so like mm-hmm. she fucks things up a lot <laughs> a- Agnes mentions that she- all she needed was about another 50 years in training <laughs> before this yeah. mission but they didn't have time so <laughs> instead no, she's here now closing. yeah um, so then we've got a scene of her kind of walking around trying to like 
She's like, I can walk to Boston. That's probably not that far, right? So she starts walking. Now, at this point, I'd like to mention the song. Very strange song choices. The song is um that one. Everybody's talking at me. I can't hear a word. This, and I'm just like, that's a bizarre song. It just really jarred with me. Did you huh. not find that? No. Honestly, I don't think notice. I paid a lot of attention to this movie. Okay. <laughs> As in, like I, like I paid attention to it when I watched it. But I also, like, didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was watching the movie, but not caring about the movie. I think uh, Yeah, no, I understand. It. Yeah. It, it just threw me a little bit. Like, it was one of those things that I was watching, and it's something that, like... You know when something, like, jars, and it brings you back, and you're like, oh, that's weird. And I don't uh-huh. feel like... And I think we mentioned this two episodes ago. You shouldn't notice sound in a movie, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that mm-hmm. it pulled my att- it pulled focus, and I was like, "That's really right. strange." Um, gotcha. And it does that with most of the songs. Like, I just think whoever picked the music just was wild because they're not in the same era, the same <laughs> genre. Like, <laughs> I don't know who they got on this, but it it was interesting to say the least. Um, she decides to have a little nap by a tree, and she's picked up by this truck driving woman who's like listen you can't sleep next to a tree Um, oh yeah that's quite dangerous it's it's a I guess it's sort of a comical one Eleanor's like why are there dragons here and she's like yeah sort of Um, do you have anyone I can call and so she she tells Eleanor that she's looking for Mackenzie and she has an address so the woman is like okay you must be on your way to meet a friend and you've like knocked your head or something Mm -hmm. let's get Mm -hmm. you to your friend I'm conveniently going to Boston I can Mm. drop you off she googles where Mackenzie would be well she asks Siri um, which again Eleanor is like what is that Um, wow a magic talking box Exactly. Um, so the truck driver drops her up at a news station where we're told that she'll find Mackenzie. Um, and she also gives her a coat. And there's a nice scene there where she's like, do you want me to make you a ball gown? And the truck driver's like, no, it's okay. I've got like five in the back. And she's like, oh, good. Thank, th- thank goodness. <laughs> and the truck driver's like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. But it's humor humorous I suppose um, in the news station now this is what I find interesting no actually I'll come back to this so in the news station she comes in she just completely walks into this building where I presume you could not I've not tried to walk into a news station but I don't think it would be as easy as Eleanor mm, finds just, it yeah yeah um, <laughs> she walks right in she watches as this like news anchor reads out a report she sees a green screen where there's nothing on it and then looks at the camera where there is a background being projected and she's like oh witchcraft what's happening um and then someone is like who are you what are you here for she gives Mackenzie's name and she's taken to an office where we see an older like disgruntled not disgruntled but she's more like busy and very like flat she's jaded let's say mm, yeah um and she's like you can't be Mackenzie I no that's that's wrong you're no I'm, I must be I here, must for, your be here for your daughter exactly 
and she's like I'm not going to tell you where my kids live that's ridiculous who are you Mackenzie thinks she's um, is like a matchmaker because she says that she's here to find her true love and she's like oh okay you want to be on the show look come up with a segment talk to me for February we'll see oh yeah because the thing about this TV station is that they basically just run fucking wackos like yes. that's how they get views they just run fucking stupid wacko stories they mm-hmm. don't actually cover news yeah no it's 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 like real stupid news like a bed was transported up a ladder they're talking about the pumpkin patch that was destroyed it's like, like fox <laughs> I'm safe to say that on the show <laughs> I presume so I don't think fox can do anything to us <laughs> um and now so she comes to the horrific realisation that Mackenzie is old and she can do nothing for her. She's like, what? No, I'm too late. This is a disaster. I'm curious here now. She, so we know the fairy godmothers have very old traditional views. It's very like archaic in the way they're thought. Like the gowns yeah, and the, the, the find the true love yeah. and the happily ever after. It is. And she does say to the truck driver that the truck driver couldn't possibly be driving because the truck driver is a woman. And I'm wondering why she never questions that Mackenzie has a job. I would just like, again, a little bit of consistency. No, yeah. You're right, Sam. You're just right. What can I say? Um, Mackenzie has to leave. She gets Eleanor escorted out by security because she rightfully thinks Eleanor is crazy. Um... And she goes to a meeting where her boss basically insinuates that she might lose her job, that she's not pulling her weight. Um, they don't have enough news and they are fifth in a four placed news station list. Um, and it's just not great. So. Also, this boss is an unrealistically big dick. Yeah, I have written down boss is a prick, but like way more than you need to be. <laughs> Yeah, like, no need to be as annoying as he is. Like, they could have dialed him down a tad. It's. I think it's the, the unrealisticness, that's not a word, but of it. If he was yeah. more, like, really news-focused and they really weren't getting stories and he was just an arsehole without being this sort of, like, larger-than-life, we're going to tan you and that'll pull in the team boy viewership. Oh, yeah. And, it's a yeah it's not he's not a great character he's very one-dimensional very flat um we are also introduced to her co-worker hugh at this point Point. i'm back excellent (laughs) (laughs) slight technical difficulties it's at this point that we are also introduced to hugh who is a co-worker of Mackenzie's, um and they kind of have a little chat and it's very clear that hugh believes they are better than this station and that they should leave um, that this news reporting is not what he signed up for and that's pretty much it that's just a general introduction to him mm-hmm. he's important mm-hmm. we will talk more about he's him nice. he's nice he's <laughs> nice then Eleanor not Eleanor Mackenzie is going back to her car she's finished work for the day and Eleanor basically jumps out at her and is like hi me again Um, like you don't understand I literally have to help you because otherwise mm-hmm. my homeland will be destroyed I'll have to be a tooth fairy. Nobody wants that. And then she does this sort of like spell to make a ball gown and just like puffs up her coat like 10 basically, times larger. Yeah, basically puts her into like this 
big sleeping bag that she can't mm-hmm. get out of almost and she looks like this big worm yeah pretty much um so she's like look uh, get in the car because they're hiding from her boss and then she's like look you really have to go is there anywhere i can take you and she's like oh these kind princes said i could stay with them provided i share knitting needles and they are hobos for want of a better word and mm. i'm like okay well so Mackenzie's like okay well i can't leave you with them because that's a bad idea here's some money get some food eleanor then eats the money <laughs> she's like that what are you doing Please and I just stop. thought that was so stupid. It is. Like, that's, it's not even funny. It's like, she no. clear, she must know what money is. Well, she must know that she can't oh, just that's procure not food. food. Yeah. Even if she's unfamiliar with what it is, she should know it's not edible. In the se- Like, surely at home, they do a spell for food or they do a potion or an elixir or some sort of magical Yeah. So surely it's not like she, she won't just assume her, like, that she can take it from a pocket. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like she was like, oh, here, sell this and get food. And she took the boot and started eating it or something. Like, it was just, it was clearly like an object. And mm. I was like, this is stupid. Very played for laughs. Not that funny. Um, so she's like, okay. Um, okay, you can come with me. You can stay for one night and then I will figure out what to do with you in the morning. I have to get home. I can't be late. She promised she wouldn't be late for something. Eleanor then like starts to press all of the buttons in the car for comedic effect. But she's been in a truck. Yeah, but also so, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why does she not have manners? <laughs> like, yeah. that's more my thing. Like, where mm-hmm. where is her manners? Like, she's been brought up as a fairy godmother who as we've seen like okay yeah she's not like finished her training mm. but surely like the first branch of training is don't be a fucking wagon like, <laughs> you would think you there would I mean? be something about humans in there like how to act in the human world because this is yeah, another like, thing I didn't know again like the human world we're told that fairy godmothers have not been around for quite a long time now so mm-hmm. maybe it's like sort of a like the human world forgot that magic existed but they're very chill about magic being there there's no and Eleanor doesn't try to hide it at all. I just so, think that's a big flaw in the movie that they were mm, like they'll just be able to They'll okay just with go it. with it, yeah. Cuz yeah, again, they, there was no like it's oh too, I got to keep this a secret. Cuz remember even in Noel we were like she knows not to say she's from the North Pole. Like this yeah. gal is just like I am a fairy, here's my wand. You know, it's a bit Yeah, I just think it was for the movie that's in it, it was too difficult of a plot point for them to be like, oh, but why do mm-hmm. are they okay with magic? And it's just like, no, they just have to accept it. They just... Yeah. It's just the way it is. <laughs> they were at the meeting and they were like, we're going to brush over that. We'll come back to that later. And they forgot. Yeah, so exactly. So she puts... They arrive home. She puts Eleanor downstairs in her basement. Um, and she's like, stay here. You're not meeting my kids. But here's a bed. You can sleep here for the night and I'll bring you some food in a minute um she's also still in this coat thing by the way and i'm like how did you drive home in that considering you can barely walk Mm-hmm. agreed and why doesn't Poorly. she just take it off surely there's i think it's stuck that's not clearly explained like it's neither there, is a lot of this movie there was no trying to like <laughs> zipper it down and being like Arr! right just get in you know 
or like, you know, magic me out of it. There was nothing like that. Anyway, um, we get introduced to her family here. So she comes home. Um, her sister is sitting on the couch, though it is not explained that that is her sister until later when she says, you're acting like mom. So I didn't know who that person was. That could have been the babysitter. It could have been anyone. Um, and her two kids who look nothing like her um, or the father. Casting. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nothing not uh, a closeness at all and they are the most unhelpful family I've ever seen like she arrives home the house is a pigsty and they're all just sitting there and it's yeah I was like wow like because the smaller child whose name I've forgotten because she's incredibly unimportant to the movie but the smaller child seems like a nice child she's like I feel like she would have helped or would have mm-hmm. tried to help, you know, but no. Um, so we have this scene of Mackenzie, like tidying and moving and like eating leftovers off the plate. Cause she's so busy. She doesn't have time for herself and it's all about her family and she's tidying up and she's complaining that they've only eaten pizza and that they've been sat in front of a screen. Um, and, that, and that's pretty much that scene. We learn that the eldest daughter, um, J- oh, it starts with a J. What's her name? Jenny? Jane. June. Jane. Jane. Who's June. <laughs> um, June? Jane has been offered a solo in this Christmas parade that they're performing um, with the school. But the mum's like, well, you turned it down, didn't you? And she's like, yeah. So we know that this is going to come up again. The sister then has a talk with her and is like, you know, like, just let her sing. And we learn that this girl gets so stressed when she tries to perform that she literally almost gave herself sepsis. And so the mum is like, I can't let her perform. The sister is very like, like, I bet Beyonce's mom didn't treat her like this. And I'm like, she nearly got sepsis. I also would not be letting my daughter perform. Like, it's a, it is a bit of a difficult one because you watch it and you're like Jesus, like give her a bit of, like give her a bit of like you can do it, chicken. Yeah, like, yeah. Also, because she, she instantly disregards like, it. But also, kind of like, you can understand where she's coming from as the point of a mother to be like, well, she basically almost killed herself mm-hmm. the last time she tried to sing. So I really don't know if this is mentally safe for her. Yeah, I'm very much on the mother's side and not at all on the sister's side of this. I'm like, if you had said that, like, she gets really nervous, she works herself up and she just, she's not, like, very confident. I'd be like, okay, well, like, you can, you can, you can, like, get her pumped and, like, hype her up and work on that. (laughs) Ending up in the hospital (laughs) with, like, sepsis and, like, fractured ribs because you've been vomiting that's not good no no I agree I don't think she should perform this but this is going to be a a B plot major plot point (laughs) so so there's that um I've lost my part in the notes oh yeah she goes back down into the basement to bring Eleanor some food and Eleanor has been flicking through an old photo album that she found and it she finds the wedding album complete lack of manners yeah, she's just rooted through her basement. Although, to be fair, if you were just thrown in a random place, I'd be a bit scared. I'd yeah. probably look for a distraction. I'd be like, I don't know where probably I am. Probably a bit bored. I'm locked down here. Although she's got a wand, she could probably do something magical to entertain herself. 
Mm, We'll see. We'll we'll give it Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she's flicking through and she's like, oh, is this your prince? And she's like, he was my prince. And she goes on about how life isn't always about happily ever after. Sometimes men run off with Pilates instructors. It's very misleading on purpose. I will say that. Yeah, like I very much was like, oh, he cheated on her. What a cunt. Yeah. We find out later this is untrue. Yeah. But it, like, she doesn't throw in there any alternatives. It's all very, like, sometimes men are shite. Which is true. But... Yeah. You, you've you led her down a path for a specific reason. Um, just so that we can have a, a revelation later for dramatic effect. Um, so she was like, oh, but, like, you know, you made that wish. And, like, you know, you got to still believe. And so Mackenzie says, well, the only thing I wish now is that I had a clean house and better eyebrows, basically. So the next morning she wakes up to a medieval house not a clean house Eleanor has redecorated it's not Which shown how she escaped she from the basement for. it's also not shown how she escaped from the basement that she was locked into oh, she was locked physically locked in there physically locked in there she has not just cleaned the house she has completely redecorated she has magicked up this raccoon to help out with the housework uh, is he a raccoon? he might not be a raccoon yeah, I think he's a raccoon. Okay. Um, she's also turned their dog into a piglet because that fits in with the aesthetic of medieval castles more. It's not done for any I don't, reason. Like, it's it's all just there for comedic value and I'm just kind of like, yeah. Ha. And <laughs> she now has these very, like, bushy eyebrows. So she's like, look, you need to put everything back. You need to fix everything. And you need to go because I'm not having the kids find out that I have a fairy godmother. At which point the kids are like, you've got a fairy godmother? What? All excited. But also, again, completely chill. She's like... Yeah, they're they're not Oh, you just did this. Okay. They're like, oh, that's great. How exciting. Can she stay, please? Can we keep her? Can we? Um... Her sister comes back in and also is like, what did you do to the house? What did you do to the eyebrows? Is that raccoon sweeping? I'm putting this on YouTube. And Mackenzie's is like, no, people will think we're insane. Again, Mackenzie has a bit of cop on. Like, she's like, no, let's not. Yeah. The kids desperately want her to stay. They're like, you do need a fairy godmother, mom. You're so grumpy. You're so tired. You're so unhappy. Let her stay. Let her fix your life. And so Mackenzie reluctantly agrees. Um, And then because she doesn't trust Eleanor to be in the house alone, she's like, look, you can come to work with me today. Yeah. So that's the thing. They go to work. They're working on a news report. Again, we have a weird song here that pulled focus. I can't remember what it is right now, but I remember thinking this is, again, a very weird song. Is it High Hopes? Gotta have hopes for a living. <laughs> Possibly. I think it's that one. Again, weird song choices. No, were you going to say something? No. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think it is that song because I think I remember singing along to it. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> Good, okay. So it's that song, which is a weird choice, but nevertheless, it's in the movie. They're at this sort of um, f- football game. <laughs> 
Look at me knowing my sport. Foot, what foot game? What uh, game? What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's football. Okay, we're at a football game. <laughs> I was like, it's something sporty. It's either um, football or baseball. I actually can't remember. But know. it's one of those. It's the Brewers, I think they mentioned, which is an actual Boston team. Um, it it they, it seems like football because of the activities that go on. Okay. Do you know the way? Because it's a, it's a... Oh, what are those things called? It's like a lot party. Not a lot party. A trunk party. What are those things called that they have in the parking lots? Our boots of, I'm pretty sure it's a, <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it's a football game. Okay, perfect. So we're at a football game. Their job is to report on the football game. Uh, we meet the camera woman, Duff. Um, and then Eleanor also is introduced to Hugh Prince. His last name is Prince. So she's like, what? This is your true love. Ba ba ba. Duh. Uh, so Eleanor's all excited Mackenzie's like look I really have to work if you do magic I'm going to lock you in the trunk of my car like please can you just chill out but Eleanor's quite like distracting so she sends Eleanor off she's like right here's a job for you in the real like what you would do to a toddler when you needed to get something done she's like could you do me a massive favour could you go and eat everything here like try all the stands and then you report back to me and tell me what your favourite is so Eleanor's like, no problem, I'm on it, rushes off, eats everything, and comes back with a massively puffed up face, swollen tongue, can barely speak, and Eleanor's like, no, I'm fine, what are you guys talking about? I'm just struggling to breathe a lot here. Um, and so Duff is like, this is like when I have an allergic reaction, did you have shellfish? And she's like, just like 17 lobster rolls, and I've got a lobster tail here, and I've also had 18 bowls of cheddar. And they're like, oh, sweet Jesus. But thankfully, there's an EpiPen nearby. So Mackenzie goes, she grabs it. She's like, I'm just going to stab this like, into your leg. I would leg. be like, oh, wow, that's so like serendipitous. But like, it's true. Like first aid kits should. Yeah, EpiPens. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I'm not going to shit on that. That that feels like a solid thing to have nearby. <laughs> Duff also mentions that she has a, uh, a shellfish allergy. So it's quite possible yeah. that it's in the work kit. For because Duff. of her. So. That, fe- that feels like good, solid, solid reasoning. I'm with it. Um, Eleanor gets freaked out over the needle and she's like, no, she tries running away. She tries like tackling Mackenzie and Mackenzie, I think distracts her by going like, look over there, it's a unicorn. Uh, stabs her in the leg and Eleanor gets such like shock and fright by this that she accidentally shoots off a spell and casts like fireworks into the air which why nobody notices from from her but Hugh starts reporting on it being like look at this weather phenomenon we're having Um, and then there is quite a funny scene where the news reporters the anchors from earlier are reporting it and they're like and Hugh what do you think of the reports that this is a military space weapon and he's like I have not heard about that do you have a source for that (laughs) and she's like no but when we do, you will be the first to know. And in the background, he's like, space, what the fuck is this? Space weapon? Like, <laughs> seriously? And I really like him because he's just like, no, no, it's not. Like, Again. don't be stupid. Um, Fox News. Exactly. This- do you have a source? Yeah. We will. <laughs> Sometimes. Maybe. My mom told me, does that count? Um, <laughs> so the news is a hit they the, that's quite good for the channel so all is all is okay now 
Um, I will say, at this brewery game, Eleanor is still in her dress. Why has Mackenzie not given her clothes? Like real people clothes? Yes. I don't understand. I wonder she's again, got a coat was it a whole like but that doesn't oh, make her stand like, out oh you should probably wear these clothes because you're going to be around a lot and she was like no I'm a fairy godmother this is what I wear this is what I have to do to do my job thank you but no I thought that too but I would have liked to have seen that scene then in a scene I would have liked to see it in a movie <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to use my imagination to reason I want you to tell me <laughs> so I also thought that um and then oh yeah so that's that's pretty much that scene but the news is a hit so um sorry my next note is she's gone in the morning that makes no sense i don't know what that means um who's gone in the morning i don't know (laughs) i don't know why i wrote that down (laughs) because she's not okay (laughs) we'll get back to that (laughs) when eleanor and everyone arrives home Oh, sorry. That's a quote. So Mackenzie says <laughs> that it's late now so she can stay, but she's gone in the morning because she's caused havoc at work. And then they get gotcha. through the door and the kids are like, Mommy, Mommy, your video is a hit. Everyone's using your footage. This is so cool. You're on the telly. Woohoo. Um, Which you would think her producers would have told her in work. <laughs> but obviously not. <laughs> no, no, she learns it from her children. So she comes home and her children are like, "Why, mom? You had a great day at work today." And she's like, "Did I?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So the kids are like sitting down, chilling out. Everyone goes to bed, and Agnes FaceTimes Eleanor. How this works is she appears in an old grandfather clock, um, and she warns her that Moira knows that she's gone. So there was a like a quick cut scene while she was at the Brewers game where Moira went to go back to class and noticed Eleanor was gone. And Agnes tells her that she's got four days. They're shutting down the motherland in four days. And at that point, she needs to get back because otherwise the portals will be closed and she'll be trapped in the human world forever. So now we've got a deadline. My question is, if they're going to be trained as tooth fairies, do they also not need to get to the mortal world as tooth fairies? So surely there's some kind of portal to get her back. Maybe the tooth fairies have their own kind of portal. But like, surely someone would come and tell her. Well, no, because they're not supposed to know where she is. Nobody knows where she is except Agnes. Well, surely Agnes would come and get her. Agnes is old. Agnes is going to... Agnes wouldn't even walk her to where she was making the portal. She just gave but her a map. It just doesn't... I'm just like... It doesn't really make... Like, there must be other portals. Like, sh- like there must be a way she can get back. No. There's <laughs> <laughs> not. There's not. The portals are going to close. This is why there's a deadline. <laughs> it's traumatic. Um, so Eleanor's up all night. She's very stressed. She brainstorms and then the next morning Mackenzie wakes up to Eleanor in her bed like good morning I've worked it all out I know why you're terrible it's because you're super grumpy you need a makeover don't worry I know you like wearing clothes that are designed for the human world that's fine I won't put you in a ball gown but you need a happiness makeover 
like go out someone told me about this place that has potions that can make your skin youthful she's talking about a spa she's like go go have a spa day Mm -hmm. and Mackenzie's like oh I guess I do need to do a food shop but like I'll also have to help the kids with the homework and I've got all these mom duties that I need to do so Eleanor's like look I'm a fairy godmother I can look after the kids for an afternoon why she doesn't call Paula I don't know like yeah Paula could have probably babysat like Paula seems to look after these kids quite a lot anyway so I feel like you could probably get a little spa day in for yourself but anyway she never makes time for herself it's part of the plot so she's like right go so then there's this like montage where we see her in her little dress and she's walking around and she's got this coat on and she walks past this hair salon and she's like oh maybe if only I had the time sort of like wistfulness about her she heads off you see Eleanor with the kids they're watching the sound of music she's like that's a movie what a movie um there's that and then it cuts back and we see her looking at the hairdressers again and sort of a like sure fuck it I'll go in so she goes in back to Eleanor and the kids they are making hot chocolate she casts a spell that makes marshmallows appear everywhere um and then Eleanor comes not Eleanor Mackenzie comes out of the hair salon with beautiful long flowing hair that she's had done it's been straightened it's been cut she's also got a new coat yeah so this is one of the there's only two goofs on imdb for this movie and one of the two is when Mackenzie is out shopping and goes to have her makeover she's wearing a reddish orange and black plaid coat when she comes out of the salon she's wearing a solid blue teal colored coat why so i thought it was supposed to be that she also went shopping and she like invested time bought some new clothes to make her feel good uh-huh. But I watched it back and she only ever comes out of the hairdressers. If it was her coming out of a shop, it would have been like a makeover mm-hmm. sort of situation. But it's only yeah. a hairdressers, so I think it's and actually just a fuck up. Have you did you notice then when she arrived home what colour coat she was wearing? No, I did not actually. But in the park oh. it's it in the in the following scenes, I don't know about home, but in the following scenes where she's still out and about, it is always the deep blue coat. Interesting. Um, maybe, again, there's like a scene missing where maybe. she went and bought clothes. Potentially. And they just don't show it. But also, mm. I've never gone out and bought a new coat, like coat specifically. And then worn it. And then changed into that new coat there and then. Unless like the coat I was wearing got like ripped or something mm. and that's why I had to buy a coat. But mm. like I'd never go out to be like, oh, I'm going to go buy a new coat for like 85 euro or whatever. I'm going to wear like, a nice right coat, now. Which is mm. what is in the movie. And then immediately change. <laughs> True true particularly when we saw she was wearing a coat if it was like she'd gone out in her dress and then it was cold maybe yeah but look there's a thousand different ways (laughs) this could have been written to have a better like even just your stereotypical like makeover montage yeah oh completely yeah that would have completely just done the job yeah and i i was expecting it and we didn't get it but it's okay no um (laughs) we're Eleanor then back at home is 
listening to sorry Jane is listening to some music and Eleanor starts to hear it because the little kid whose name I don't know um, like pulls out the, her headphones so it starts playing um, and it's Jane singing Maya and Eleanor is like who? Maya what's her name? The small Maya one. yeah um, so Maya pulls out the headphones we hear Jane's voice and Eleanor is like my goodness that is the most glorious sound if I sounded like that I would sing in the shower, I would sing in the car, I would sing in the train, I would sing on the plate. And they're like, okay, we get it. You would sing a lot of places. It's They're annoyed and rightly so, because she's annoying. Um, and so she's like, well, why don't you sing more often? Jane explains that when she does, she nearly kills herself because she gets so stressed. And Helena's like, oh, I can fix that. Don't worry, let's go. So they go out and start busking so Eleanor is like I'm gonna sing you back me up and nobody will even notice you because I'm so horrific and you'll get confident um, and she does and the whole square joins in joins in and it's like oh way everyone's so happy they, and... yeah they sing the sound of music Eleanor casts a spell to make a lot of snow fall on these lads that hit Jane with a snowball um so there's that and then she's cured basically um but in the meantime Eleanor is still walking through the park and she bumps into Hugh Prince who is dressed up because he is attending a historical reenactment um and she's like oh wow you're a nerd now I think she would have already known this information about him yeah because they seem to have a close working relationship yeah it seemed like it was kind of the two of them always together in work and then duff and like they had a little like friendship group i feel like they probably would have met up a few times outside of work had a drink this has probably cropped up but it hasn't um and so she's like god you're a nerd okay goodbye and he's like do you want to stay ain't no party like a tea party and she's like goodbye <laughs> see you at work um, <laughs> and then she sees the lads singing over in the corner and she's like oh my goodness what beautiful such joy that was lovely and then Jane's like oh I think I could sing in the school show and she's like mm, yeah mm, let's go home doesn't really mention it um the next scene is them at home and they are oh, no hold on but oh they're all no this is this one of this <laughs> so stupid the little girls so like they usually don't like decorate for christmas because it's a sore spot for her husband that we're about to find out why it's a yeah. sore spot but the little girl maya is like look mommy a christmas tree oh can yeah. we get it can we get it and i'm like obviously no like they're not prepared for Christmas, like blah de blah. You're being a bit annoying, and the and your one um, Mackenzie's like, <sighs> I suppose so. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> Eleanor's starting to make her feel magical again. It's bullshit. It anyway, is. they arrive home. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. So now they're at home and they're decorating for Christmas, and they have a shit ton of decorations. So they're putting those up. Eleanor had. A little chat with Jane, not Jane, yeah, no, Maya, while they were making snowflake decorations. 
and she explained that the reason they don't really decorate for Christmas and the reason that her mum is so unhappy is because her dad is dead and she's like oh my god he's dead I thought he ran off with pirates because she said a Pilates instructor and she thought it was pirates my mum was skidding at that I will say I was like (laughs) wow (laughs) I was like you enjoyed that far more than you should Because they they made the same joke twice. She also talked about pirates way back along when she first said Pilates. They made the same joke twice, twice, but my mum, like, loved it the second time. Didn't care for it the first time, but the second time got her good. Don't know why. (laughs) Made me laugh, though. Um, And so they decorate for Christmas. They're, like, hanging up lights. Uh, These kids come by that kind of make fun of Eleanor for being dressed in her, like, pink puffy dress. Uh, and Gary is also hanging the lights and they're like is that a raccoon is he helping what's going on yeah Gary for anyone who doesn't know is the raccoon because yeah. <laughs> we haven't mentioned him by name before <laughs> I, I, I did say there was a raccoon I just forgot to say that his name was Gary he chews the lights and he creates this oh no sorry yeah they plug everything in my apologies Gary hangs them up they plug everything in they come outside they turn it on it's beautiful and then they cause a power outage which also becomes a new story and those kids that mm-hmm. we saw have like given a sketch of Eleanor and Gary for some reason because they're looking for the app why you yeah, would look but I don't know cause. why you would yeah like surely like the cause of like a power outage is like a surge exactly. at like a specific power box yeah. You wouldn't be looking like it's not like a global be issue for the fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, or like a national. It's not like a national emergency or something. It's oh, there was a fault at this box. Fine, cool. Not like oh, which particular household plugged in too many like <laughs> plugged in too <laughs> many things shame in their them. sockets. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? It's a bit weird. So I was, I was like, that became a new story for no fucking reason. Um, and then we have another let's go to work scene. So they go to work. This time it's snowing. Eleanor has never seen snow. She does a lovely little like pirouette in the snow. And she's like, oh, what do we do here now? What's today's news? And Hugh explains. He's like, okay, you see all the people happy. You see all the joy that's here. We're going to show none of that. And we're going to look for some really miserable like car accidents and things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, people frozen to lampposts. They can't find any of that, so they're like, right, okay, kids going down a tobogganing down a hill it is then. Um, And they set up the shot, and Eleanor's like, oh my god, can I do it? It looks so fun. And she's like, look, go ahead, I'm busy, you go off. Eleanor, like, positions herself directly in front of Hugh, like, and last minute is like, oh, that's probably a bad idea. But some kid knocks her over by mistake. And so she goes flying down the hill straight into Hugh, and that becomes a viral video. Um, I just so. think it's a bit stupid. Again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's almost like they get given A to you because this woman came down and knocked them over. And mm. I'm like, why would you give A to your film crew for that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then it becomes a viral video and then the boss thinks they're geniuses. And they're like, oh, it's brilliant. True. Thank God. Yeah. So then there's a scene where they're in a bar, um, like directly after it. This scene I quite enjoyed. I thought this was quite fun. So Eleanor is playing pool with Duff 
Ade's like, wow, mm-hmm. this is a very long wand. And Joffa's like, it's a pool cue. You see, you hit it like that. And she's like teaching. And she's like, okay. And she also just starts like rolling the balls with her hands and like pushing them. <laughs> and, and Duff is like, okay, I mean, this is a game too, I guess. And just goes with it. Yeah. And at this point, right, I'm kind of stanning Duff and Eleanor. And I'm like, we could have had a real cute love story here where not only mm. is Eleanor finding other people love, but maybe she's discovering love is for everyone. And there maybe she's falling mm-hmm. in love. And maybe we've got another little side plot going on here. But we don't. But um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lock that one straight up and put it in the box. <laughs> I just think it would be cute. I'm vibing with them. Uh, while this is happening, Eleanor is also getting progressively drunker and like completely like wax a poodle ball. What are they called? There's a specific name for those, aren't they? I don't know. Um, directly, you know, like billiards. You know how there's specific types of, I don't know. There's not balls? a name on them. They're just yeah, they're pool just called balls? poop. Yeah, I didn't know if there was a name. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. I'm like, I'm not into sports, guys. So it hits it like she whacks one into Duff's head, and that that made me laugh. I will say, I thought that was funny. Um, but while all this is going on, Hugh and Mackenzie are bonding. They're having a little sneaky chat over in the corner. Uh, He says that the reason he does these historical reenactments is because his son enjoys them. And I'm like, okay, well, where was your son that day? Because I I think you're lying. I I believe he has a son. I just think he enjoys it more than he's letting on. Because his son was certainly not there that day. Put that out there. So... um, she also mentions that, you know, ever since her husband died, she's a bit lonely and she wants mm-hmm. someone to shovel her driveway. Which I'm like, is that an innuendo? It's weird. Yes. Because she's drunk. Yeah, it was weird. So, there's that. That's all going on in the background. Um, then we have a scene, a very short scene, where Eleanor is lying on the bed with Mackenzie and she does this spell where she can sort of like view a night sky from the comfort of the indoors and they have a little chat about like happily ever after and Mackenzie admits that she might have a slight crush on Hugh. It's pretty much that scene. Pretty much that scene. Um, Then Moira, we're back in the motherland, Moira comes in and warns Agnes. She's like, the motherland is closing. And Agnes is like, yeah, I know. And she's like, no, no, like, it's being shut down. Um, She won't just, like, not be able to get back. She won't have her magic. So, you know, if anyone knew where she was, now would be the time to tell her. And Agnes is like, I've got to make an unrelated call. Just just ignore me. And she goes, she FaceTimes, but Eleanor's not in the room Mm -hmm. um, to hear it. Indeed. But yeah. she still decides to shout out the warning for like for the for the view for like the viewers, and I'm like, this is okay, because so she's just... like, oh, I, I can't see you, but I hope you can hear me, as if yeah, like she, she'd just she's... be sat in the corner, just like not making. But I'm like, appear. if she was, she would like be like, oh, Agnes, and like pop into shot. She wouldn't like just stand off frame and be like, oh, okay, cheers. Like that was stupid. Agnes was stupid there. Never must say. So that's all for the benefit of the audience. And it's something that we already know. 
We already know but the also, Mother yeah, like that, I just think that, already know that the whole scene closed. That whole scene was just so redundant. Like, oh yeah, completely. The whole like Moira coming to talk to Agnes for then Agnes to tell her to tell yeah. the audience that this is happening. It's like we know that. Yeah. We can oh, count. Literally a complete point. Or like, scene. do you know what would have just fit in better there? Is like the the Disney book and then just like as the days went by, just like turning page, a page flipping. and being like, two days left. Like that's mm-hmm. a little animation. That's oh yeah, needed. that's yeah. Like elf at the bottom. <laughs> days yeah. until Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That's all we needed there. Um so so we've got that waste of a time. Eleanor's back at work and she learns there's... Oh, the boss is celebrating because they're in fourth place. Which is very exciting. Thanks to all these viral videos. They're having a little celebration. And they mention the holiday party. And Eleanor's like, oh my god, there's a party. Are you going? Mackenzie's like, not at all. I don't do parties. And Eleanor has the funny line that... Oh yeah, well that makes sense because you know every good story starts with once upon a time she sat in her sweatpants and ate donuts. Um, I refute that wildly. (laughs) Like I've had absolutely wonderful nights in my sweatpants eating donuts. Yeah, you. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, rude. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So she's like, you should go. Um, She says this while eating donuts, by the way, which is kind of amusing to me. Um, I've lost my place in the notes okay yeah so Mackenzie decides that she's going to this party she puts on a lovely dress a bit too casual for me but you know a bit dark I'm like jazz it up it's Christmas put on a colour um (laughs) I really complain about people's dress choices I'd like to mention in the last movie we watched you complained that she was too too overdressed for a Christmas party so do you know what Sam (laughs) shut up <laughs> I could see, I could see your thought process, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I, I mentioned this a lot. I should chill." Uh, <laughs> I just think the costume designer should think a bit heavier. Um, but anyway, she gets all dolled up. Her kids are like, "Mommy, you look like a princess. It's beautiful." And she heads off to the party. Uh, at the party, the bosses, the DJ, and is so delighted he's like number four number four he's having a great time he's having the best party he's ever had in his entire life um we're at the party the boss is having a great time and eleanor not eleanor mackenzie's sort of a little bit awkward she's kind of hanging around on her own she does see hugh and Hugh's like come over here you know like talk to us and she's kind of like no it's okay just cross the room um, and then Hugh like pleads he's like please because he's talking to the really annoying news anchor and so she comes over and they kind of start talking and then Hugh asks her to dance so they start to dance and at this point back at home Eleanor has gotten another FaceTime from Agnes who has informed her that like she's going to lose her magic and she needs to get home and she's like I gotta speed this plan up so she goes to the party and she casts a spell and changes the music to a more romantic um, song choice. Again, a poor romantic song choice. <laughs> There's song choices. I cannot, I cannot explain how much I hate the song choices in this movie. Um, and everyone 
realizes that the music has changed it's it's not like it was just cast on the two of them and they're in a bubble like the boss who was DJing is trying to figure out what went wrong with his machine and he puts down a new disc and Eleanor gets really em- not Eleanor Mackenzie gets really embarrassed you a name Sam I'm they so just... bad I'm really bad at them I'm so sorry I should not be in charge of this part but <laughs> she gets really embarrassed and so she runs off to the bathroom um, leaving Hugh kind of like that was weird what's going on um Eleanor like follows her and while she's in the bathroom casts another spell to give her a ball gown but again the most horrifically like medieval ball gown you've ever seen like and a matching wig ensemble and a whole thing oh it's it's absolutely shocking like why did she do that it's atrocious it's not like you're I've cast a beautiful Cinderella spell and you're in like a stunning beautiful coloured like lovely fitted ball gown it's a disaster like she looks like like a really cheap costume shop ball gown um so Eleanor is like no no like trust me this is these are the three things I gotta do ball gown prince like we're so close like just you've got this like go out there and she's like why why are you forcing this down my throat I was actually having a nice time I'm going home she tries to go home and so she's in this other office part that's connected to where they're having the party and Eleanor like accidentally like hits something that like turns on an intercom so everyone at the party can now hear what they're saying and she kind of so talks about you it's an office that's connected to the studio yeah and they're in so in the studio there's like an over an over mic that so they can talk to everyone at the studio at the same time during yeah. like a production or something but this yeah. also then reaches the offices behind and she's like sat on this button not clums like and been like oops yeah and so she kind of talks about Hugh and everything that's gone on and then she turns around and she realises that everyone at the party is now staring at them and she realises what's happened she's like horrifically embarrassed but at that point the boss realises as well that she is flying saucer girl who knocked Hugh over and he now thinks that they like faked this viral video and he's like you two in my office in the morning and Mackenzie's really embarrassed so she leaves she runs away um at home out in the street they start to fight now why they didn't fight in the car I don't know it's like they saved it up um and then when they got out of the car people do that people sometimes sit in silence the whole car ride and then just like as soon as they get out it's like why did you do that i guess i guess uh they have this fight and Mackenzie accuses eleanor of being selfish she's like this is all about you and what you need for your village this is nothing to do with what makes me happy you've not listened to me once why would i talk to you leave and eleanor realizes that she's right she actually hasn't thought about what would make Mackenzie happy she's all been doing this for selfish reasons and so she does she leaves um then the next morning and that's the end of the movie (laughs) (laughs) nothing else happens the next morning the dog returns so everything is supposed to be back to normal because Eleanor's left but the dog returns the pig is still there I'm like where the fuck was this dog is there going to be oh, a, so there's a dog short? and a pig? There's a dog and a pig. 
That's I actually think at this point of the movie, I just completely stopped paying attention because I knew it was happening, and I was I like, "I'm bored now." <laughs> That's fine because Paula do- Paula makes a comment. She's like, "Now we have a dog and a pig," and I'm like, "Well, where was the fucking dog?" Like maybe she like magic them a new pig to just be like, "I know you got attached to the pig." Here's the pig. <laughs> maybe I think it's so that we can have a Pixar short about the adventures of this dog while everything else is going on. <laughs> where he went. <laughs> um and so Paula for some reason decides to search for Eleanor she finds Eleanor's book and it's it's on a page about carriages and pumpkins and she's like oh I know where she'll be and goes for her for some reason and I don't know why because at this point we're not particularly looking for her it's regret she's like oh I shouldn't have done that that was mean no 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 that, that's Mackenzie no Paula is the sister so Paula has nothing to do with any of this, but decides to start going. Oh, pa- sorry. Paula does it because she's like, what she did was mean, and she was actually really helping her. I'm gonna go find her. This isn't her fault. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I thought that was strange. Uh, the next day, um, Mackenzie has to go in for that work meeting. She bumps into Hugh. She's like, "Look, can I just explain quickly? I'm so sorry. Like." I'm not normally like this it's just been a hectic time and he's like don't worry about it and before Hugh can properly talk to her uh, they get called in for the meeting and the boss is like so your cousin Eleanor um, she's been at every event that was our last three big stories you've clearly concocted some sort of thing and they're like no look Eleanor just kind of creates chaos wherever she goes like it's not we didn't fake anything she's but it's not her fault just like that Exactly. And then the boss is like, it's genius. We're going to get cameras on her 24-7. We're going to follow her around. We're just going to wait for her to fuck shit up. And that's going to be our station. And Mackenzie's like, no, I won't let you do that. I won't let you take something good and kind and crush it. I quit. Um, And she turns to Hugh and she's like, you should quit too. Because you're worth more. And he's like, no, I know. That's what I was trying to tell you. I've got another job. Like, I'm bye. I'm sorted. Don't worry about me, gal. At this point, I would have liked the camera woman to also leave just out of solidarity because they've always been the yeah. sort of like threesome thing. Uh, she doesn't. I guess job security, bit of realism there. Like she probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? she, she probably wants to, but she's probably like, I kind of have to stick here. Um, so there's there's that. So they all quit. Um, and that's, that, that's that. As she's leaving, she's got like her box of office goods and she's walking out and then she gets a phone call. So Jane is supposed to be performing in the... Do you remember this? Jane is supposed yeah, to be Yeah, remember this pop point from 12 years ago? <laughs> in the parade tonight. She decided she was doing it. I didn't even mention it earlier because it was pretty unimportant. At some point she tells her mom she's doing it. Um, and Jane is nowhere to be found. She's not at rehearsal. So she's like, oh shit. And she runs home like with a lot of drama here. And normally I would say this is over-exaggerated, but when you think your teenage child may be dead from stress, I think this Mm. is quite well acted. Yeah. So she runs home, she searches the house, she's calling out her name, she can't find her, and then dawns on her, maybe she's in the basement. She goes downstairs and Jane is in the basement, sitting on Eleanor's bed, and she's trying to sing with her dad's guitar, and she's just crying. She's like, I can't do it, you're right, I'm useless. And she's like, I never said that. I just didn't want you to put pressure on yourself. I believe in you and she's like no Eleanor was the only way I could sing and she's like look if you need Eleanor I will find Eleanor so 
Then they start searching for Eleanor and Paula texts and is like, I found her. She's down at the farmer's market. So they go down to the farmer's market and <laughs> she's like, Eleanor is trying to make a carriage to go back home. Now, I'm confused. What happened to portals? Are the portals already closed? But also, no, maybe she has to go back to the portal that she came in through. I don't think portals are just wherever they want you. I don't think there's just portals okay. don't just pop up wherever you want them to be. There's okay. set places in countries where there are portals. So I think she has to go back to the portal that mm-hmm. she came through, which she got a lift from in the first place. No, that's fair. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Even I though see. that's completely flawed. Like, that's, they're fucking magic. They should just be able to... You should just be able out. to m- magic a portal. Yeah, exactly. But they don't. So that's fine. Um, and then they they all arrive. First of all, Paula's like, try a watermelon. Because she's destroyed all the pumpkins. Eleanor and oh, pumpkins yeah. do not mix. So she's like, try a watermelon. Um, but then the kids arrive and they're like, wait, no, like, we need you. Please come to the Christmas parade. I can't sing without you. You're my good luck charm or confidence booster, whatever. I can't remember the exact terminology. And she's like, okay, well, first things first, you need a ball game for this performance. And for once, she gets the spell right and she transforms Jane into this beautiful, like, Christmassy ensemble for the performance and then she's like right give me that watermelon let's make us a carriage now I would like to point out the mom's car is literally behind them they drove here I don't know why <laughs> that's a boy make a carriage that is such a good point <laughs> I never even thought of that <laughs> they drove to get Eleanor I, I can't remember if they mentioned something about traffic but I'm not sure like is is it too far away they'll never make it in time don't worry got a carriage that can fly now I don't know Uh, they build a carriage everyone gets in the music swells and they're like oh how does it go and Eleanor's like oh yeah right yeah no we need something to pull and then I think she makes a cat into a horse some animal is walking past and she transforms that into a horse they gallop through they fly over the parade nobody reacts no it's just a Christmas parade Everyone just thinks it's part of the hoopla. Yeah, the news anchor is like, followed by the traditional watermelon carriage float, of course. And like, tries to... But she's like the only person who thinks... Like, none of the dancers or anything on the parade have stopped to like... But also, so these are the news anchors from the TV, from the news place that she used to work at. Which we've learned is a pretty D-grade... Where we've learned it's a pretty D-grade... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. reporting outlet right but, but and from my Ameri- yeah from my knowledge of Americanisms it's usually like big broadcasters that host like the parades mm. so why are they hosting it because they need to be there because we've only seen one news outlet <laughs> and even though we know there's at least three others we don't have the budget for casting more so we're not going to um, they make it to the stage because thankfully Duff is there on camera. This is why she didn't quit. Duff is there on camera oh, yeah. and can sneak like, them past. Through. And he's like, no one's getting through, buddy. And Duff's like, oh, they're with me. Yeah. And he's like, everyone through. <laughs> exactly. Um, so she goes on stage and she like tries to sing her song and she fucks it up. And she's like, I'm so sorry. So her mom runs out with a guitar and is like, you can do this. And she does. She finally sings her song. 
Again, not a, not a very Christmassy song. Like, <laughs> the song tro- I would like to speak to the person who chose the songs. Who was head of music? <laughs> it's so bizarre. So bizarre. It's like they hit shuffle and just went with whatever oh. appeared first. There's no thought process behind it. Um, meanwhile, Moira has somehow figured out where Eleanor is. I guess she like listened in to Agnes on one of the Honestly, FaceTimes or something. At this point, you're just kind of like, this movie just Go does what it, it does and you should stop yeah. questioning it. So Moira has arrived in Boston. Uh, she didn't need no carriage, but I'm I'm going to take it that it's because she's the highest powered yeah. fairy godmother. Yeah. And she can appear where she wants, when she wants. So she appears at the, the parade girl finishes her song and she's like Eleanor come home we're going home you're going to be a tooth fairy come on and Eleanor's like no and starts walking backwards out onto stage so that they're both on stage now and again the like older fairy godmother Moira has no problem with this she like she like threatens her with her wand and everything and I'm like should you not be like trying to be chill like yeah I just don't understand why they're so aggro about it I'm like shouldn't you be like hopeful that she's doing something that's it just doesn't make any sense she she also seems like evil here like she seems like the bad guy which is weird because she's she's a terrible bad guy exactly yeah if this is the vibe they were going for she should have been like day one nobody ask any questions don't go into the room of wishes and there could have been a shit ton of wishes and this could have been her plot all along she was working with the tooth fairy. Oh like... my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like, she... <laughs> oh, man, it's what a waste so... of plot points! <laughs> it's so strange. I don't know why she's acting like a villain. They have a little showdown. It's a strange kind of showdown, and then she's like, "No, people need fairy godmothers." I mightn't have helped exactly how we're supposed to help, but I did help listen and she's like look this woman she now found her true love because Mackenzie's like does true love have to be a prince and she's like no I don't think so that's not in my textbook and she's like great well my kids are my true love and Eleanor showed me how to live happily with them and so then Eleanor's like everyone share about your true love tell everyone who you love and there's like the token gay couple that Disney quickly panned to that have a little yeah. child that they've adopted and they love the child. And I'm like, wow, really shove that in there, Diversity. Disney, <laughs> we, <laughs> we can't have main characters, but we can we can sure as hell throw them in there at the side just to please the audience. Uh, there's like a kid who's like, I love you, Nan. Um, and Hugh's in the audience and Hugh talks about loving his son and how love is shoveling someone's driveway as a little <laughs> remember that remember that and, then, and it makes Mackenzie's like whoo, whoo. she gets a little blushy it's weird um, and so Moira's like oh okay god I guess we're wrong like Eleanor's like if our way of working isn't right we should change our way of working Big thing about how love comes in all forms. Yeah, you know, yada, yada, yada. Love is great. We're bored now. We're bored. (laughs) (laughs) Love love comes in all forms. Stereotypical, uplifting message of live happily ever after, you know? Um, And then Gary... No, before that. They walk 
all up to the centre of the stage together and they both raise their wands and then they disappear. And I'm like... So where the fuck are the portals? <laughs> where are the portals? Also, no like goodbye, no emotional goodbye between the kids and the and the fairy godmother that no, they've come to love poof. and depend upon. Like no more explanation, no news story about this. No, Gary then chews a wire. Gary the raccoon, do you remember him? He chews a wire and causes a blackout. And Mackenzie goes, Gary, and that that's pretty much how the movie ends. The book closes and then Agnes goes, wait, we're not finished. And then there's this little animated epilogue where um, Eleanor's a teacher now, I think. And she's teaching these young little fairies. And again, I'm like, where did these young fairies come from? Is it because everyone is suddenly believing now, like Kate said? Or have they like, you know, maybe they've had a lockdown and there's a bit of a baby boom. Are they bored? What's happening? You know? I have questions. So I was so bored by the end of this movie that I never watched the epilogue. I didn't realise oh, there wow. was an epilogue. Okay. As soon as the fairies disappeared, I switched the movie off because <gasps> I was like, oh, we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, there's a little epilogue. Um, so yeah, so I only learned about the epilogue because of Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. And because we're at the end of the movie now, I suppose we can do trivia. But the epilogue yes. is animated because of COVID. I thought this um, was interesting. Because they didn't have... Because of COVID, they hadn't finished filming the movie. Mm-hmm. But I also find it weird that they filmed the epilogue last. Do you know what I mean? Because that's not how... Because films <laughs> films aren't filmed in the way that they come yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, But apparently it meant that the filmmakers were unable to film any additional footage. So I don't know if like... Unless they had small the, parts of it, but they weren't able to do like their pickups or their the full whole shots. Thing. So they just cut yeah. it. That would make more sense, yeah. Yeah, but, and unable to film any additional footage. So yeah, I assume mm-hmm. that's pickups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. That's how the movie ended. So after the movie had ended, I remember saying, "You know what? It was fine, mm-hmm. but I still think it. Like, even though it was like, oh, you know, like true love doesn't have to be found." in a prince it can be found mm-hmm. in other loved ones and blah blah mm-hmm. it was still heavily implied that it was just this straight woman who was falling for this straight man mm-hmm. and a very like okay yeah she's a widow but still a very mm-hmm. straightforward family style not mm-hmm. really any not really a mixed family um or what are they called not compact blended. families what are they called blended, blended families thank you yeah um wasn't a blended family of any kind and I just felt like the idea of the movie is like you can be whatever you want to be you can love mm-hmm. whoever you want to love blah 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 and oh I yeah just... that's something we should mention in the epilogue the new like mantra is forget happily ever after just live happily which is cute that's the new <laughs> vibes right so but I just think they still fucked it like there's really not any racial diversity there's no not in a big no, way like do you know what I mean and I'm like that's something simple that they could have added also I really think that what the story should have been in terms of like you can love whoever you want to love is that Mackenzie would have written that letter when she was younger because all she knew was that girls had to like boys Yeah. but as she got older she realises as she grows older 
that it's okay for girls to like girls. Mm-hmm. And when she becomes older, she realizes that, like, she's she's never had a husband. The husband never died. That was never a thing. But she realizes that she actually is a lesbian mm-hmm. or part of the LGBTQ plus community or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eleanor comes along and is like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to do." <laughs> We've but, not been know, trained in this, like, yeah. But like, oh, but if you love someone, let's explore and then, that like, it turns out that like instead of like her being like oh you know i don't have time for a relationship it's more like a oh you know i've been seeing this girl like once or twice but i just don't know mm. how to progress in this relationship or something mm. like that mm. and we could have still had the whole like happily we could still could have could had the whole like oh she lived happily in the end mm. and we still change the mantra of what we teach yeah but, having a much more diverse movie yes do you know what i mean yeah i I would love some diversity in disney movies i just felt like that would have been a much better way and i think it would have made the movie so much better because i Mm -hmm. would have been so interested because like disney don't really delve into the lgbtq Mm. plus community and i felt that this was such a great opportunity for them to do it because Mm -hmm. the overlying thing is oh like the past is the past and things are very different now or even if they didn't want to do that with the Mackenzie character doing it with the character of Eleanor because if she got down to earth she probably wouldn't have been like she wouldn't know any different as a fairy she wouldn't know that Mm -hmm. like earth society humans didn't like that for so many years and they're still a bit sketchy on diversity in like showing public love and things like that like it could have been done with Eleanor yeah, being I like but felt... I don't understand why you know yeah, yeah. kind of what you were I just thought saying. there was like a lot of missed opportunities mm-hmm. where they could have done something new to them like new mm-hmm. to Disney and mm-hmm. actually like a really good message because like mm-hmm. it is a children's film like it's one of those oh, like I don't understand films. why Disney are so reluctant because people have been screaming for LGBTQ plus characters and representation. They have one and it's in High School Musical the musical the series. And even okay. then I haven't seen that yet. But they keep but teasing like it as well. Like, They're like uh Beauty and the Beast it's going to have the first um openly gay character and it's Gaston or not Gaston LeFou dancing with a man for 5 seconds. Uh and then they're like oh um Onward is going to have the first openly gay yeah. character. And it's such a side character and someone and just briefly just like, mentioning oh. that I have a wife at home. And I'm yeah, like, wow, like, like if you like actually you're not did making, it, my God, they'd make millions. Like you're not making the story about them. You're just mm. including them in the story. Yeah. Or letting people know that they exist within your universe. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. Um, there is that series just... <laughs> really throwing it out there that Mm. there is that new series based off of love simon called love peter love anthony love something that's like a spin-off from the love simon movie and that's going on to star which is part of disney Ah, plus so we might see some more but it's not making it not truly a disney do you know i I would like disney to step up and make something yeah yeah anyway i just felt like this was a big opportunity for them to do that and they just Mm -hmm. fucked it up with and coming coming away from bigger more important representational issues i felt like there wasn't any magic 
to it. Like at no point did I like gasp and go, oh, wow. Or no. yeah. any of that. And like for something that is supposed to be about magic, I feel like at some point it should take your breath away. Um, it was still just a very, quite a bland movie. Mm. Yeah. Like even, and again, I'm not asking for much with my magic. I'm talking like the dress transformations could have done it for me if they were done a little bit more dramatic yeah. and aesthetically or like because the carriage was quite cute but it didn't take my breath away do you know yeah mm-hmm. um, I agree how many crackers would you give it two yeah I was thinking about that I I was leaning towards three and I really don't think I can give it higher than 2.5 I think it's I very say half. two because I don't think I'm ever going to want to watch it again I don't either like I don't think it's one I would put on I also wouldn't say yeah. it was overly Christmassy no that too like it is it's tagged like it is obviously Christmas based film. at Christmas no, it yeah. is based at Christmas time and there's snow yeah. and there's Christmas activities so and like the, technically the whole plot point of her not decorating for Christmas because of her dead husband it is mentioned yeah, it is referenced it didn't need to be at Christmas and it didn't it just didn't need to be the movie that it was Mm. and I think I was just expecting a lot more from it yeah I don't know I was just like I've I've seen Disney films at Christmas that aren't even tagged as Christmas and they've filled me with like that festiveness and like Saving Mm. Miss not Saving Miss Banks say um, Mary Poppins Returns I saw that Christmas Eve and even though that's not a Christmas film that's one I would associate with Christmas now I don't even think I would necessarily associate this with Christmas do you yeah, know I agree it just doesn't have that magic to it so I I think I could only give it a 2.5 I could only go right down the middle because that's a it's, that's fair that's how I felt like it wasn't it wasn't bad enough that I could say that this is a terrible movie I think it's a perfectly fine movie I just don't mm-hmm. think it's a good movie correct that's my take on that <laughs> um, I could before... see it being the big big movie though it seems like oh, something they would put on you think yeah I don't think I... it's good enough to be the big big movie personally I wouldn't personally I mean if it worked in RT I don't think I'd I'd vouch for it but I could see them using it Uh, (laughs) so that's Godmothered before we go we asked you guys what you thought of Godmothered and only one of you replied cheers lads oh also I'm sorry for forgetting to do that last week but I was on my own Kate's audio cut and I panicked and wrapped it up as quick as possible so sorry to people who talked about it last week but the consensus last Uh, week was that everyone agreed it was shite (laughs) and they were right Uh, this week uh, Lisa got back to us and she said I was a bit underwhelmed Mm. I usually love Isla Fisher but I found I was paying more attention to my phone yes which I agree yeah it was it was a movie I was watching and I found myself like reaching for my phone and I was like nope you have to pay attention this is like a podcast it's because it wasn't moving it it wasn't moving quick enough no was the biggest issue now what I will say to show the other side of the coin is I watched this with my mum who thoroughly enjoyed it and thought it was an excellent movie. Really? Yeah, she really liked it. She says the reason I didn't is because I've gotten too cynical. Um, no, I disagree. Because there's a lot I think of... it's because I have higher expectations. <laughs> yeah, there's no, mm. definitely not too cynical because there's tons of like puffy, lovey dovey, magic y movies that I can still watch and be like, oh. 
Oh yeah, I'm really. I'm cynical. sure we'll like, get to it I mean? at some like, point. Not... You know the um the princess switch. That's a terrible movie, but I guarantee you'll get oh, a four yeah. or a five out of me <laughs> <laughs> when we get to that one. <laughs> you know, um, it just it was underwhelming. I agree. Lisa had the perfect word there, underwhelming. But my mum thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'd say she would give it close to a four or a five if I asked her. It's I didn't mad. ask her. I, find I probably should have. But there we go. She can tell me and I'll tell anyway. you next week. <laughs> oh yeah, please do. We'll come back to you. Uh, so that's Godmothered from Disney+. Plus. If mm. you guys have anything else to say about Godmothered, please let us know. If you'd like to hit us up, you can contact us at Instagram at Christmas Crackers Pod. If you have any thoughts, if you would like to contact us regarding uh, your feelings on Godmothered or any other recommendations for movies you want us to watch in the future let us know we are on Instagram at Christmas Crackers Pod and that's pretty much the only place we are we still don't have a Facebook or a Twitter but we are on Instagram so you can follow us there thank you very much for listening and we will be back with you next week bye bye This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.